Excuse me, brother. What we call drugs is selling full street Baptist church. We call us city CNCN. Well, around here, between Normandy and Weston, we call this here a little twin and twin twin. Wow. Nigga. Why don't you just give me a little bit for my cataract? You didn't put in on this, man. Hey. Hey, my brother was handin' Hey, fantasy, it's We talkin' touchdowns, receptions, interceptions They got a band to kick her, we need that correction Talk them out, we flexin' How many of y'all you collect? We tryna get that winning record What it is, hope it's what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session, the podcast. Today is November 14th. Um, we back on a Saturday. I think it's the new thing, and clearly everybody be having whatever they, you know what I mean, whatever they be hey, Yeah, bro. I, like, this is like, bro, this is literally the first Saturday I've just like, had off. Like, they scheduled me off in, like, three years. <laughs> so, you know, not, not, not a Saturday that, uh, you know, I took a vacation on or some shit, bro. This is the first Saturday I've just been off, so. He still got Sunday off. Football. Yeah, I'm, bro, that's automatic. If you schedule me on Sunday, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're <laughs> one less employee. Like <laughs> one less employee that day. So just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh God. Um. Anyway, man. As always, if you listen, to this, make sure to give us a like, review, all that good jazz, man. Go to the fantasy um in session website ff in session. Go to the Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Do all the due diligence, man. Leave a comment, leave a review, man. Put some likes, put some, um, what do they call them things? Some start sits, ask questions, you know what I'm saying? Everything, everything in the bag of books. Everything is everything, man. Everything is everything. What's going on with you, good brother? Good Saturday, ready to rock and roll. Hey, how many teams is you going to make it to the playoffs? Right now, I don't count. I don't count the teams where we uh, where you know you co-own and stuff. But like my personal league, sh- I'm right there, like four, four out of seven, five out of seven, maybe. Are we doing know. good in any of them co-own leagues? I don't even be looking. One on the team, the team, your team, the team we thought was gonna suck is good, and the. T- oh. I think we lost Savar. Tuscaloosa in the net. Um, as always, man, we're going to give a special shout-out to all the um, fallen kings and queens out there, man. And whenever Javar get back, he already getting started on the moment of sound, so we're going to go ahead and join him. <laughs> and we back, and we back. Let's get to some of the news and notes. Since the last time we potted, Javar seems to have joined us again. The Steelers have activated Ben Roethlisberger off the COVID list. Um, He's on track to play Sunday. Alan Lazard um, is trying to come back on Sunday. He had no setbacks. Um, People are thinking he might play. Well, we don't know. He's a game-time decision. I think they've got the the Sunday night game. They play late. Um, Kenyon Drake practice. He's still a game-time decision. Kenny Galladay is out. TJ Hawkinson is questionable, but he should play. Um, What's his Pope is um, clear concussion protocol. He practices in full Friday. Justin Jackson, however, has been ruled out. So uh, Kenan Balaj has been elevated from the practice squad. 
Well, I guess we'll get to that game when we get there. I was about to ask you a question. Yeah, just real quick, the uh, Packers play at like four o'clock. They don't play the night game. Oh, so how they going? So he should be have a destination by now. I guess it's a game time decision. Yeah, Adam Lazard. Yeah. Um, let me see. I think we said Devonta Freeman was out on IR last episode. If not, he's on IR. Joe Mixon is officially doubtful for Sunday, so uh, Gio, Gio Bernard should be getting a start. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is officially out, uh, but Buccaneers expect him to play le- next week. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Panthers. Buccaneers, the Panthers expect him to play next week. I know Los was doubting him. Um, McKinnon is, quote-unquote, expected to get a lot of work, so I guess his legs are not tired anymore. Bro, I don't know about y'all, but that makes me automatically scared when he says some shit like that. Yeah, it was wild. Like, I mean, if we have learned anything over the past, you know, couple months of the season, it's to whatever Shanahan says, literally do the opposite, and you'll have success more times than not. Yeah, I don't know. No, unless his name Raheem Mostert, bro. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Uh, Jerry Judy is expected to play on Sunday. Miles Sanders is expected to play on Sunday. There's a video of Austin Eckler running uh, straight on Twitter, and he uh, said to all the finishers that didn't drop me, defend- the time draws near. Y'all, How y'all feel about that? I'm saying about like a week 13 maybe is like the possible return, like the timeline, from, you know, from this point. So He could at least um, did some cuts, bro. He just ran straight. Yeah, I mean, it's just let let the people know, like just you know, you start getting start getting a little excited, man. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the time is coming. If you waited this long, just wait a little bit longer, man. I think he's a nice little buy low candidate if you're like in a position that you can like hold on to him for you know a few more weeks. And they got string. Yeah, I mean, you want to see him running? Like he was fucking his hamstring was literally detached from his bone, bro. Like <laughs> it's okay, bro. He can thank you. I want to see that. If I own Eckler, yes. That's good. That's good news. Um, let's see. Anything else? We could talk about Thursday night game. Um, Naheem Hines is a running back one. What was that? <laughs> Man, he looked great out there, bro. He looked great. It was his birthday, I think. Yeah, so we missed we all missed the birthday narrative, bro. We all missed the birthday narrative. But yeah, he did. It's it's he really looked really good. Like you could tell, like straight from the get go, like that. He was in the plans, bro. I want to say he was. Was he the first? I missed the beginning of the game. Was, did he get the first, the first snap? Runner. I don't know if he was the first rep. Oh, uh, but nonetheless, he was the only like relevant running back because Jonathan Taylor was looking like trash out there again, bro. Yeah. On the on yeah, the bright lights, bro. Run. It was yeah. yeah. It was a passing game. It was it was a passing like it was a pass too. So like. He had one nice run where he ran the little cornerback. Yeah. Like, that was like a – it was a passing play, though. That's what I'm saying. So, like, they're using him – like, he's like he's better as a receiver than he is as a runner, bro. And that's, like, not what we were expecting at all, man. Sucks, bro. Like, I think it's like a vision problem with him. We was talking about that a little bit off the air, too, man. I just think it's like a little bit of a vision problem, man. So, I'm not giving up on him yet. Offensive line dynasty. in the league. I know, bro. I know. He's looking Naheem like Hines ain't got no there. Naheem Hines seeing. Oh, they got a hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. It's crazy, bro. I think he's just in his head too much, too, man. But I'm not. I'm not giving up on him in Dynasty, but in Redraft, bro. I don't like. It's no way you can trust him. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Don't can't play with him. Won't play with him. Can't do it. Won't do it. Hey, but how you feel about Naheem Hines? Though, are you, are you trying to trade Naheem Hines? Uh, yeah, I'm. You know, I got him in the league too, bro. So, what would you be willing to? What, what would you want for Naheem Hines? 
Um, the dynasty league what is he worth? What do you think he's worth? It's uh, hard. I think, you know, I think maybe like a little wide receiver three, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, that's around his value. That's around. Probably his like value. Alan Lazard, possibly. But you know what I mean? The thing is, the thing is, the way all the injuries going at running back right now, nobody's gonna give him up unless they have a, a hopes at the running backs. In a team that's in a team that yeah. could possibly that has like I might be like I might be looking to get like running a back for him. What you I say? might be looking to get. I might be looking to get like a pick for him or some shit. Yeah, I was thinking. Oh, what kind of pick? I don't have like any a, second round picks. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, you already knew the value. Look at you. You said it. <laughs> he said no second round. We gotta work. We gotta. We gotta work around. Yeah, maybe we need to involve another team in this or something, bro. You know, because I, I think that's that's a fair value for what he's doing right now, bro. For a competing team, I got a wide receiver three for the low. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, wide we receiver can, three is that. Let's range get to the too. episode. Let's get to yeah. the episode. Let's yeah, wide receiver three is in range. We're talking to the people, the listeners. Okay. Bro. So you okay, know what okay. I mean, like. That's where his range would be, bro. You can try to sell him high, but that, you know, like a second round pick or like a wide receiver three range player. Yeah, I think Alan Lazard is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all haven't figured out, Gabe's trying to get Naeem Hines from me from in one of our dynasty leagues, bro. <laughs> you have it like for Alan Lazard. But yeah, we'll see, bro. We'll see. All right, man. Let's uh that was it for the news and notes. I believe so. Let's get into some what not so let's go then. Let's go. Uh first game we got the Chargers at the Miami Dolphins. You got an over-under. Yep, got the Chargers coming in as one point underdogs, and it's a 40 48 and a half point over under. Uh Tua threw for the ball 28 times last week, uh for 248 yards and two touchdowns, ran for 35 on the ground. How do you feel about Tua um going against this Chargers defense? Um, I think he is. In that streaming category this week, man, he looked, you know, that was that first real test last week. You know, first week they blew that team. Who were they playing? The Rams? They blew them out. So, you know, you really didn't have a good, you know. Barometer. You know, yeah. like Ooh, check that word out. (laughs) Yeah, I see you. I see you. But last week they played the Cardinals, bro, and he he had to make plays to win that game. So, did they win that game? They did yeah, win that game, won. right? They yeah, won. they won that game. Yeah, so he had to make last one. minute. You know, they called that touchdown a drop. They called it. You know, it was a touchdown, but it was like a. They called it that back. Yeah, exactly. So he he actually looked good. He that was like his first real test. I'm considering last week. So this week, I think he's in the streaming category, man. And the Chargers are allowing the fifth most points to quarterbacks. So definitely in that streaming category for me. He's a start. Um. Yeah, I like. I got the same thing written down here too. Uh, Miami Dolphins running back. Um, Savon. I was looking for him, and of course, Carlos picked him up. Savon. Are you stupid? Savon Ahmad was the leader in the backfield last week, playing forty-four percent of the snaps. It wasn't um Patrick Liard or Jordan Howard, but of course, Jordan Howard did get the end zone touches. Uh, got ten of them last week. Do you feel comfortable starting um Savon Ahmad this week? Uh, I I mean, you got to really pay attention to the practice report. Well, I guess we don't – I guess the practice reports are over now. But yeah. we don't know if Breed is playing. If he's active, I kind of feel like he would be the play. But, like, with you just even mentioning him, and then you still have Jordan Howard and Patrick Laird out there, like, I just think it's a messy backfield. And one that you should avoid if you could this week. But – if Brita is active and you need to start a running back just because of the landscape, I think Brita is will be the guy I trust the most. Uh yeah, I like Brita too. It depends. Um Preston 
Preston Williams went out last week. Uh, it was like an ankle injury or something like that, shoulder injury. One of one of the two. Um, he was clearly. I think he was the one wide receiver number one. Uh, or two was wide receiver number one before he went out, but he's out now for the rest of the season. And after he went out, uh, Parker got six catches for sixty-four yards. How do you feel about him? With a tough matchup against Casey Hayward this week. Yeah, exactly. It is a tough matchup, but I think he's a uh, wide receiver three range. You know, he's going to be the number one target now that Preston Williams is out. So I'm following him as a wide receiver three. I, I, I'm a little more higher just because at that, you know, with Tua efficiency and a good pass, he's going to get out of targets. So I yeah. think he's going to be a, at least a wide receiver two. And high under over. With the what? high over under, I think yeah. he's you know, going to find his way to touchdown. Even if he don't, he should get a good amount of yards. What's that? What's the over under again? Forty six or something like that, wasn't it? Uh, forty eight and a half. Yeah, that's pretty good. Then, yeah, then, so I mean, I I mean, normally I would value him as a wide receiver too. It's just the matchup I'm bumping him down a little bit because of that matchup with Casey Hayward. He's only allowing a forty six percent catch rate. But like I said, I mean, wide receiver three range is still startable for me. Yeah, I like it. Oh, and then, and and because Preston Williams out, um, I'm not really looking at any of the other wide receivers. But uh, now I'm, I'm starting to like Mike Kosicki a little bit more. You know, with Preston Williams out, he should get targeted more, and he's getting targeted in the red zone. So I like him as a streamable option this week. Yeah, like and him. the matchup definitely does dictate that also. Um, but yeah, so he's going against Kasir White. Ranked as a uh, graded as a 44 on PFF, and he's allowing the fourth most yards per route cover. So I do like, uh, I guess he's definitely in the streaming conversation, also. Agreed. On the other side of the ball, we got Justin Herbert. Um, only one game this year well, in his NFL career under 14 points. Um, he's a stud. Yeah, bro. Now that I'm thinking about it, bro, about that trade earlier, it's going to be a little bit more than regard. Um, <laughs> Miami give it. I mean, uh, you can say that, bro. I think that is a great trade for, like, the, you know, because you got to add context to every trade, bro. Like, if that's your only quarterback, yeah, of course, you're not going to trade that. Yes. When you have the depth to trade that, you know, like a quarterback in a one QB league. You don't think you can I get think more I want, I think I would. I think I would take uh, first round talent in Regard, bro. Can I get been you hurt think I can get more? You can try to get more, but I don't think you're getting a stud for Herbert in a one QB league. I just don't see it, bro. Yeah, everybody in that league basically have a quarterback. Even if you have a, a back end, they don't got a QB one, one though. Everybody don't have a quarterback one. It's true. Yeah, every week. Basically, kind of everybody at least got. A streamable quarterback one. Streamable. I'm talking about somebody that you can plug and not think about. I mean, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody. Getting. I don't think anybody's hurting that quarterback at all. Right. It's a lot of teams that's three and six. They hurting somewhere. And then what quarterback? That quarterback don't dominate the league like they do in two quarterback league. You know what I'm saying? So it's more so like running back, your position um, players. So nobody's really thinking about quarterback like that in one. But yeah, nonetheless, man. <laughs> nonetheless, yeah. uh, start Justin Herbert. I say all that to say start Justin Herbert this week. Facts. Facts. Uh, Justin Jackson is out. Uh, Joshua Kelly, um, uh, Pope, and Belage are going to be the running backs back there. Jackson uh, went out with the first snap last week. I think he came back and played like two more snaps, but he couldn't go. Um, like, nah, that was I'm brutal gonna... last week, man. Yeah, that hurt. That hurt. Hey, my yeah. knee. My knee. 
Josh Kelly, Joshua Kelly took over the backfield with 54% of the snaps. He had 59 yards on 14 touches. Uh, we've seen Bilal. No, 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 no. Yeah. He did not take over that backfield. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, took yeah. over that. Belage took over that backfield. Yeah, that's how bad Belage is. Just that's the perception of Belage. You like, discredit. <laughs> I'm just gonna like to delete everything that. Like, nope, that's not true. But they, they the sent them back to the practice squad after that. Yeah, and they protected him, bro, just because they knew that Justin Jackson was gonna be out, and they activated him again. So, I mean, yeah. I, but Pope, I is think, not, Pope is fully he, he Pope fully practiced from the and that's the thing. I, I think that's the thing. Uh it's between Pope and Balaj who's gonna get that one A row. Because in my opinion, Joshua Kelly is gonna get is always gonna get the one B row, bro. Like he's like never the starter, bro. He, he played he got, over fifty four percent of the snaps. Yeah, and he got how many touches compared to Pope or to uh Balaj? Uh he got fourteen, Balaj got let me see. It might have been 50 feet. I know he was the better guy last week. Last week. Oh, he, he definitely looked better. You notice, sure. notice when Belage was on the field, it was it was, it was more game changing than. Oh, Belage got. Belage got 18 opportunities. Yeah, that's good. So with that said, I don't know, man. If if I had to start one, I wouldn't start oh. no higher than a flex because it's just so yeah. much certainty right now. I wouldn't put him at no running back two or column because we just don't know how the game is going to go and. Who's gonna get yeah, but this is my projection. Of, like, I think Balaj got the opportunity because Pope was out last week. Mm-hmm. So with Pope active this week, I'm choosing. I think it's going to be him and Joshua Kelly who's going to have the most relevant value in his backfield. I would go with Pope though because he did have um, 17 opportunities last time he was active, ended with uh, 14 and a half points. So I would choose Pope, and I think he's a, a good flex option this week. I like Pope this week too. I'm starting him. Uh, Keenan Allen, of course, you're going to roll him out there. Uh, I'll tip your expectation, though. He is seeing Xavier Howard, um, but he has seen double digits targets in every game that Herbert played that he was healthy. He did go out against the Saints that one time, but he went out and scored after he scored the touchdown. That was cool. Um, Mike Williams, how you feel about Mike Williams? Um, you've seen at least seven targets in three out of the last four games now. How you Ooh, feel I have that him? literally exact same stat written down. What? Number nineteen wide receiver in that in that span also, so definitely in the start category with me. Facts, if he's healthy, you know he's going through some of this stuff, but yeah, um, he's always a little nicked up just by the way he like puts his body on the line for them catches, bro. Like he always makes some type of diving catch where he doesn't like brace himself for the fall. Oh, that so. evil Knievel, boy, <laughs> relax, bro. <laughs> some body control. He's on the Alshon Jeffrey track. You know how Alshon always hurt, but he always coming through, boy. That is true. No, no, I'm not agreeing to that. What is stupid, Jeffrey? Uh, Hunter Henry, man, uh, still getting that volume. You want to see at least seven targets in every game, but two. But he's not. Um, he's not getting the red zone targets that you want. It's only two tight ends that has as many or more red zone targets as him, and the same or less touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Also, um, he has. I think he's 10th in the league in end zone targets with five, but he's only converted one for a touchdown. So I just think you need a little bit of positive touchdown regressive for, for regression for, you know, people to not view him as a born. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, he has a safe floor, but he's just born now. Cause he's not getting touchdowns at all. He's not going to hurt you. 
Yeah, he's not gonna hurt you. He has like one of the safest floors amongst tight ends. I do agree. Um, anything else from that game? I think that is it. Nope, does it? All right, on to the next game. We got Denver at the Las Vegas Raiders over under. Uh, Denver is three and a half point underdogs, and it's a 50 and a half point over under. Oh, that's a high scoring game. Yes, it uh, is. Two weeks in a row, we got gunshots for my boy Drew Locke. Um, <laughs> it's a it was ugly, but it and it took all game. But you're saying, but he was playing against the Falcons. Um, he ended up throwing the ball 48 times for 313 yards, two touchdowns, and he had 47 yards on the ground with a touchdown. Um, the Raiders giving up 267 yards through the air, uh, and Justin Herbert just ran for 24 yards. I went back and looked at it. Um, they have allowed three of the last four quarterbacks to rush for at least 20 yards. The only quarterback that didn't do it was Brady, and he did get the quarterback sneak touchdown. So I think you could roll Drew Locke out there in, in QB2 leagues, man. Even in QB1 leagues, really, if you like looking if in the bye week, if you hurt right now. Yeah, I agree, bro. Um, definitely uh, – um, I think it depends mostly on if Judy plays because if he, Judy doesn't play, I don't think I would like him as a streaming option because it seems like their connection, that chemistry was growing last week. He had like 14 targets last week. But if he does play, I like him. I like this matchup. It's a high scoring over under. I um, mean, like you said, the uh, Raiders is a good matchup against quarterbacks they're, and they're allowing the eighth most at 21 and a half. So For definitely sure. in a streaming conversation. Um, yep. Um, to the running backs, Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay last week, um, they fell behind early playing the Falcons and they, the Falcons are good Russian defense, man. They're the seventh in the NFL. They only give up 97 yards per game on the ground. Um, so we talked about that though in the last episode that we didn't, I, well, I know I said, I didn't expect them to have a good game. Uh, Gordon did dominate the snaps, however, um, because he's getting most of the passing work and he's a better pass blocker. Uh, the Raiders are giving up 118 yards on the ground. I see a nice game for Phillip Lindsay. I know we, I think we argued about it an episode ago. I think Phillip Lindsay is the one-two back, like the um, the early yard back, the early work back, and uh, Melvin Gordon is just a pass catching role back now. And I think uh, they both have pretty much, you know, what I'm saying safe floors. But I think Phillip Lindsay going to get a lot of that rushing work. Yeah, but at the end of the day, to me, they're still, like, RB3s because it's, like, it's like a split almost. Like, it's pretty much the same thing they were doing last year with Royce and Phil. That was a grocery so, split, though. I was about to I say. mean, not really. If you look at these numbers, like, Gordon hasn't been doing anything the last couple of weeks, bro. He has seven and three points the last two weeks yeah. um, since Philip Lindsay's come back. So, I mean, well, he's, he's looking like Royce Freeman out there, bro. Huh? Exactly. Philip Lindsay looking better, right? Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, but, I mean, but at the same time, good. Lindsay's not looking that much better either. Like since he's came back, he had that long touchdown run, but he had two point three last week. He had seven point nine the week before, so he had I mean, two bad matchups, two two bad running back matchups. And yeah. I, I'm really worried about this whole offense. Hopefully, when Cortland Sutton come back healthy next year, this will be a whole another ball game. And and uh, and my boy. Um, my boy Jerry Judy get his second year, and hopefully it'll be a different ball game. Or yeah, for now though, for this matchup, I'm saying that I think that they're good. I, I think you could yeah. start them as RB threes, like high RB threes, because yeah. of the matchup. The Raiders are allowing the fifth most points against running backs. Yeah, I think you start both of them. Tim Patrick, um, 
You've been uh, we already talked about Jerry Judy. Uh, well, we could talk about him again. He had the 14 targets. He caught seven of them for 125 in a touchdown. Carlos already mentioned he's dealing with that shoulder injury. But he does have a great matchup against Trevon Mullins, uh, 57-graded uh, cornerback by PFF. So if he does start, I got him as a wide receiver three, borderline two this week. Um, I got him over people like Tim pa- – um, what's his name? Like Adam Thielen and stuff like that, I think. Tim Patrick? No, 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 no. Jerry Judy. Tim Patrick, though, I think you can start him also, man. Depending on the line, I was I wrote down, and the line is pretty high with 50 points. Um, I like Judy over Patrick now. I know earlier in the year we were talking about, but Patrick still got nine targets last week. That was pretty solid. And he has a, has a great matchup against Nevin Lawson. Um, well, let me think. K.J. Hamler. How y'all feel about K.J. Hamler? I think he's a good start, too, like in a deep league. I mean, if you yeah, in deeper leagues, I would start them, but I'm probably looking for other options. If I you getting on the field more now, uh, you play um, 80% of the snaps now, like two weeks in um, in week nine, is 74% of the snaps last week, and he only saw like 39 week seven. So he's getting more, he's getting more involved on the field, and he also saw double digit targets last week, and he found the end zone. I just, but he has the hardest matchup out of all of them. But you know what I'm saying? Clearly, they like him too. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. I guess it's like a wide receiver four type play. Yeah, I got him as wide receiver four. That could did be Patrick good. play last week? Yeah. He did. Patrick, Patrick got nine targets. He caught four for 29 in the touchdown. Yeah. We all had pretty good games last week. Uh, Noah Fant did go out. Um, he always be going out, it seemed like. But he he is uh, expected to play. Um, Albert O is out for the year. He tore his yep. AC or something like that. So, um, yeah, man, so I like all of those players that we talked about on the Broncos. On the other side of the ball, we got Derek Carr and the Raiders, and Derek Carr is coming off now back-to-back poo-poo weeks. Um, It's like as soon as you said he's having, like, 20-game rows and 20-game. 20-point games. 20-point games in a row, he started not having 20-point games in a row. So you really just should blame Carlos. Damn. Well, I mean, I was throwing out the – Cleveland game because that was like when it was like fifty mile an hour gusts, mm-hmm. but and then last last week he just had low yardage I guess he didn't re- he didn't really hurt you I said his low games was like fifteen points so he mm-hmm. scored fourteen I mean it's disappointing but it didn't hurt you no it hurt you the Broncos are allowing two hundred and forty yards in the air per game um, I wouldn't force Derek Carr out there yeah right. I wouldn't force it this week. Josh Jacobs in a tough matchup last week had 14-65 in a touchdown on the ground. Um, he is the third. He has the third most rushing yards in the league. Of course, he's going to start him. It was pretty gross to see Devontae Booker on the field as much as he did. Uh, he only played 25% of the snaps, but he still rushed the ball eight times and got 68 yards. The problem with Josh Jacobs, of course, is just he just don't get the passing work. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why you that's... can't never have a high ceiling. You know what I'm saying? He always exactly. just be like running back seven, running back eight. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Unless he gets like three touchdowns or something crazy. Facts. Uh, Henry Ruggs, I don't think you can trust him. Probably not until he has an offseason under his belt. Uh, he just doesn't look like he got the connection yet that we're there with Derek Carr yet. He's only seen over four targets once, and that was in week one, and that wasn't even the, the blow-up week that he had. So I think you got to sit him. Um, if you do want to start a wide receiver from that um, Raiders – in that Raiders game with this high over under, I think it has to be like 100 – besides Darren Waller, of course, it had to be like 100 Renfro probably. 
he got the easiest matchup and probably the safest floor. We still have nothing yeah, but like a wide receiver for him. Yeah, I just about to say I like him in the flex. Anybody else in that game? Uh, Nelson Aguilar, you know, if you're throwing Hunter, Hunter Winfro yeah. in there, you can throw Nelson Aguilar in the flex too. He got, you know, a more boom factor. So yeah. he gets the touchdowns. That's about it. You playing with fire, but that's about it. But it's the, I mean, if you're just trying to chase the points, that's what you're doing pretty much in that game. Um, it's what's well, week 10, man. People trying to make the playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Yeah, people taking like you looking for high ceilings now, especially like if you're on the cusp, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to get whoever you think can score the most points possible. So always put that in mind. Like if you're trying to like make it into the playoffs, like if you're not like a locked in, you're not really looking for like a safe play because a safe play could get you like out the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Beat by four points, something like that. Um, but don't force it. Never force it. Pause. Um, <laughs> uh, next game, we got the 49ers at the New Orleans Saints over under. We got the San Francisco 49ers coming in as 10-point underdogs, 49-point under, over under. 49, dang, they're going to beat them out. You like that? Oh, uh, yeah, the way uh, San Francisco's looking. Yeah. I mean, uh, we got uh, Kittles out, you know, Garoppolo's on IR and Kittle, and then you got Mostert's out. Debo Samuel's going to be out. So they're still down a lot of weapons. And did mm-hmm. you see what they did, the TB12? Yeah, and they shut him down. They, they got Nick Mullins out there looking kind of trash. So I can I could respect the line. I can respect the line. Uh, Nick Mullins, of course – no, Nick Mullins, of course, you're going to sit. Jared McKinnon, man. We talked about Jared McKinnon in the news and notes. Um, of course, his legs are apparently not tired anymore. He's going to get a lot of the work. Um, he got 74% of the snaps last week. Um, I think you got to yeah, feel like you got to trust it. Yeah, you got to trust. I mean, not you ain't got to trust it, what's going to happen out there. But according to last week, McKinnon's the guy. But it just seems like you have a – Every single week you have Kyle Shanahan saying something and, you know, the complete opposite happening. So if you I wouldn't be surprised to, if Jamal Hasty dominated snaps this week. If you want me to be devil's advocate, the um, Saints are giving up the second le- least yards on the ground per game and only 80 yards to running backs on the game. So they're not, like, giving up a lot of points to the running back. So if that discourages you from, like, you know what I'm saying, picking him – Jeremy Kinnon over somebody else, maybe like a would you start Phil Lindsay or Jeremy Kinnon? Jeremy Kinnon. Jeremy Kinnon. Mm. Oh, just volume. I think the volume, you know, this he can it might yeah, not be I, mean, I don't think it goes, I don't think it's gonna be good volume though. I mean, I think he getting a reception. What you mean? How would he how much should he get against Green Bay? But I'm talking about as far as like the matchup wise. Yeah, but they're still gonna run the ball though. You like they it's all they can do, bro. That's, that's just what they're known for, is running the ball. Even Ayuk is probably going to get some, like, you know, like some end rounds and some, you know, like he's going to get some rushes and shit. So hopefully he gets they're going to run the ball. But I would just say that I don't know. Like, it just kind of raises red flags when Kyle Shanahan comes out and says he's, he's going to get a lot of work. Like, but nobody asked you to say that, bro. Like, Kyle. exactly. What, what do you really mean, bro? <laughs> it's hasty um, week. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk, uh, back-to-back weeks before he went out, um, I think he had, like, double-digit targets. Not think. Uh, he had double-digit targets. Uh, Kittle and Debo are out. Uh, he had four, Yeah, he had 14 targets, 206 yards, and a touchdown over the last two weeks. 
Um, but he will see a lot of Mashawn Lattimore. But I think it's, Mashawn Lattimore only like plays like really, really well when it's against Mike Evans. It's really crazy. Um, I think he has a safe floor just because like Javar was just saying about the volume. I think he has like a, a little low wide receiver two floor. I think he won't hurt you this week. I, I think I'm a little lower. I'm just I'm really just I'd rather just pick uh, McKinnon and like the wide receivers. I'm kind of. I kind of worry of all the receivers. I'm kind of worry of. I, I got to go somewhere. Like wide receiver three, you know, lower lower three range. I don't. I don't see that happening. How you like? Are you? Yeah, I like how you. I got him ranked at uh, number twenty eight this week mm-hmm. because, like, he's like the only option they pretty much have out there. Like, and they're going to evolve him. Like, he's. Every getting game. at least, Every yeah, he's getting, he's getting there. the opportunities. Like he had ten his last game, yeah. seven. So I mean, he, they do evolve him in the rushing game also. So especially with Debo and Kittle out, like I think, and the the over under is pretty high too. So we know that there's they're gonna be playing from behind. They're, yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna like involve their playmakers. So if he's the only playmaker out there, I like him as uh, wide receiver three. I think that's fair. I'm just think- going performance last week. Them boys on the roll. You, like Gay C, you got to look with your eyes. New Orleans is not playing on defense, and they just that got better. Great offense, and then they about to go up against a JV team. This they might not be. I mean, we gonna see. I think even in a deep play, man. Uh, King, what's his name? Kendrick Bourne he had uh, ten targets the last time he played, but he is coming off the COVID list, and I don't really like players that's coming off the COVID. I think he actually was like the one that had it. I think so. I don't think he's coming. Is he off of it? Yeah, yeah he's playing. Yeah, he's activated. Yeah, okay. Uh, he had waiting. 10 targets the last time they played. I remember Lowe said something about him. Um, so he might be a deep play. Um, that's pretty much it from the 49ers. You don't want to start. Yeah, I, I want to hear what y'all say about uh, Richie James. Y'all already talked about him. How y'all feel about him? Nah, not with Brandon. That's Ayuk a trap play. play. They got a trap written all over it. Don't do it. Now we're born in IU back. Yeah. Hey, how do you so, feel about um, Jordan Reed, though? I know you wrote him out there last week. I'm not trusting it until I see him get in. I guess he still was kind of banged up or something because he only got like four snaps. So I want to see him being used more, like, or, you know, and the, out there um, for more snaps before I trust him. And the left tackle for the 49ers was out. So that that hurt. Mm. Um, Drew also, Reed. just real quick, too, just to go back on IU for a second. Did you. Did you hear that that story about how he made like seventy five percent of his game plan was uh, focused around Brandon Ayuk? Who? Uh, Kyle Shanahan. But then he they ended up on the COVID list, so he had to like re like arrange it, and that's why Richie James is so involved. But like, mm-hmm. so that just goes to show like he was like the main option out there, mm-hmm. and they were you know what I mean. So with him active this week, I think that's going to be the case again mm-hmm. in terms of like how to get you know their playmakers involved. So he is going to be Richie just James. another you know arrow point towards Ayuk. I wanted to add. He is going to be Richie James this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Drew Brees. Um, 49ers do have a solid pass defense, but we just seen what Drew Brees did to the Bucks and with Michael Thomas back for a second week. I feel like uh, Drew Brees, you got to keep rolling him out there as a QB1. Um, Alvin Kamara, he did have like a quiet week last week, but his quiet is still, you know what I'm saying, still scoring the touchdown. His quiet is still loud. <laughs> he just didn't score you 20 points, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the 49ers defense isn't any easier, but you're still rolling them out there. Um, Michael Thomas, five catches for 51 yards in his first game back. Um, 
I guess he's getting his feet up under him. You know what I'm saying? So how do you feel about Michael Thomas this week? Are you r- ranking him higher back in that top five ranking for you? Uh, I have him at nine right now. So not quite yet, but still wide receiver one. As long as he's out there, I think he's just going to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. Targets to keep coming. Yeah, exactly. Emmanuel Sanders saw five targets last week for 38 yards, and he got a touchdown. I think he's in the wide receiver range. Um, and as, as always, Jared Cook is a touchdown or bust. Ooh, got, that's it from that game. On to the next game. We got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joe, um, I need a name for him. I almost I don't know what I want to put his name as. Big Joe Burrow. What's the name for Joe Burrow? Uh, here he got a name. <laughs> come on. Joe, you don't know force who, it. You can't force it. Yeah, you can't force it. I'll come up with something. My bad, Joe. Big dollar Joe. Nope, that didn't go. <laughs> uh, uh, Pittsburgh giving up only 214 yards in the through the air uh per game. Burrow has, however, been matchup proof. That's just because he throws the ball so many times, man. He hasn't thrown under 30 times all year. I think he's um you roll him out there as a low low end QB one just because of the matchup, but the volume is gonna be there to protect him. And he's probably gonna have a 300 yard game. He's just the greatest. Hold on, he's not he's not mat- you say he matchup proof? Yeah. Huh? No, bro. He only had one bad game against the, the the Ravens. Exactly. And who is he playing this week? The Steelers. Exactly. So I, I just seen Gilbert, Glabbert, whatever his name is, come out there and, and throw all over the Steelers. Yeah, but you don't think they're going to game plan a little harder for Joe Burrow? <laughs> like, Joe going, Burrow going to throw the ball more than 30 times. So he, he is. He is. It's going to be I a mean, better. In two QB leagues, I would start him still, but I'm not. I think he's a sit for me in one QB leagues. Where you got to rank that? Uh, I have him at 18. Damn, disrespect. Uh, Gio Bernard. Uh, you got him at like 17. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't adjusted my No, 15. Yet. You got 15, 15. I really, and I ain't really, like, I, I ain't combed through, combed through it yet either. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Gio Bernard, um, with Joe Mixon probably being now, he will be the replacement running back for the. That's so weird that Gio Bernard has been out. I'm not Gio Bernard, but Joe Mixon's been out that long. Really weird, bro. Really they didn't put him on the IR, so that's what's kind of weird about it. Like, if he was going to, if they knew he was going to be out this long, then the IR would have been they easy. three weeks, right? They just came off a of bye week, too. Exactly. So, this is really going to be his fourth week, yeah. like that he's not playing. But so I thought that three weeks was that timeline that for him to come back from that midfoot spring, but. I don't know. I hope nothing's nothing's worse. Like they're just not telling us yet. Like yeah, I hope this don't like mean the same thing for Calvin Ridley. Put thing. All right, quick, oh, quick. Let, let's go to Dynasty Mode real quick on mixing. You seeing how the the Bengals offense is flowing? Burrow's always throwing thirty past the game. It could change. They could get some defense and try to you know go to another game plan. But what you seeing from this offense is how they want to run it through Burrow right now. How do you feel on mixing? You you keeping? You selling? Sell mixing, bro. I, I probably you probably can't get a lot for mixing right now, but I'm selling mixing. No, I think you can still get a good portion. People still gonna believe in mixing just because the. I don't think mixing's fun. a sell at all, bro. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, bro, he was mixing was at at thirty one touches, thirty two touches, twenty one touches before he went out, bro. Like, 
That's, yeah, that dude's not a seller. And, and that's did they sign, did they give him a contract? The that's weird. Did they give it? Did they give yeah, him a contract? they did. They did. They did. They did. Oh, and okay. that's with Burrow throwing the ball. Like you said, Burrow hasn't thrown the ball less than 30, 30 times. Like, Gio's getting, like, majority of that workload. Like, and you see Gio. Yeah, I like Gio. Exactly. With mixing out, he's in. He's a great play. Like, definitely is a great play. But, you know, the matchup sucks. But he is going to get the volume. So, I think his mm-hmm. floor will be safe. Uh, I how do you feel about all three of the wide receivers? I like Tyler Boyd. I like T. Higgins. Um, I, I well, like, when I say like, Tyler it's Boyd definitely like, it's all temperate. They all temperate yeah. expectations. It's not like a you know what I mean. Yeah, it would definitely be Tyler, T. Higgins, and then AJ is yeah. the way I would rank them. But I'm only really confident in Tyler Boyd this week. Yeah, and but the volume that's it's just off about of if you just. Because it's a lot of it's a big bye weeks this week. Calvin really is out. Julio Jones is out. Um, who else is on bye this week? Why was Tyreek Hill? Chiefs. Galladay yeah. still not playing. A lot of people not playing. I, I like Higgins in the flex. You know, a, a wide receiver uh, yeah. four with some three, a look three upside. Um, on the other side of the bar, we got Big Ben coming off of the COVID list. Did he have it, or he was just like close to somebody? Oh, no, no, I think his locker was uh, close to Vance McDonald's, like right next to Vance McDonald's. So he was just a close contact. But it's yeah, looking like he's going to play. Yeah. Uh, Bengals are allowing 256 yards through the air per game. Uh, last week, he had to throw the ball 42 times um, against a bad Dallas team um, for 300 yards. Uh, I think you start him this week. You agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What was the, What was the line for this game again? It is not updated yet because Big Ben is not officially cleared to play, so Vegas doesn't have the line up on these on this game. James Conner in in a, what I was expecting to be a smash play last week. Um, he didn't. He had the worst game since um, week one. Um, I expect a bounce back game though. He's going up against the fourth worst rushing de- defense in the league, so I think you roll James Conner back out there in a ba- bounce back matchup. Ooh, the Steelers. Steelers wide receivers, I think you start all of them. Uh, they all got a piece of that 300-yard game. All of them. I think Claypool was the leader in targets, right? It was Claypool. Claypool, Deontay, Dante, and then Juju, right, in targets? How much did Claypool have? Claypool had 13 targets, yeah. It was it was Claypool, Deontay, and then Juju. And, then and they got, both they, – yeah, they, they all had pretty good games. Yeah, they all had pretty – that's what I said. They all were solid starts. Um, so you can roll them all out there. Do you like any of them? Like, how do you got them ranked? I guess that'd be the question to ask. I think I will rank them. I might have Juju a little higher now. He's starting against some of that. He, I think I would not- go. Ooh, it's so you would go what, Javar? Juju, then what? Nah, I think I'd go Deontay Johnson. Juju than Claypool. I think Claypool is just like the big player type play. Uh-huh. Damn, that's tough. But I think between for me, it's between Claypool and Deontay for my number one. Yeah, all the, um, all the matchups are pretty much even. So it's exactly, not like, exactly. I'm gonna just. I mean, Deontay's been getting double digit targets every game since he's been active. So I think I would put him number one, then Claypool, and then Juju. But they're all fine starts this week. Yeah, I think I got Deontay, Juju, then. Claypool, because we've seen the floor of Claypool. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only thing it would be, because I've seen exactly. what that was. Uh, But they're probably all, like, somewhere similar, though. 
Uh, Eric Ebron, I think you can start him six targets last week um, as a low tight end one. You just keep rolling him out there and just hoping that he has a – he did score a touchdown last week too, didn't he? Yeah. Yep, right. and the matchup is great this week. Cincinnati is allowing the second most points to tight end, so. Mm. Who's the I first? Would. Tennessee? Uh, Falcons. <laughs> Who would have thought? Stop the bleeding, Gabe. Damn. On to the next game. We got the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. You got a line? Yes, it's uh, Seattle is two-point two underdogs. Oh. That's surprising. And it's a 54-and-a-half point over under. It's going to be nice. Glad I didn't trade uh, Jared Goff. I would have traded him if Matt Ryan wasn't on the bye. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Goff, now I was just going to say Goff got an easy schedule coming up. Going to playoffs, so yeah, Russ. We need to start talking. So next episode, we'll talk about the playoff matchups coming up. Uh, Russell Wilson is in his second worst performance of the year. I think he turned the ball over like three times. Um, he still had twenty fantasy points. So exactly, that just goes to show <laughs> how great he is. Um, but he will be asked to um, bounce back up against um, a stingy Rams defense. But the line is. High at 54 points. The Rams only giving up 197 yards through the air, though. But you still got to roll them out there. Let Russ cook in all situations. Hibachi. Uh, Chris Carson, um, his foot is still giving him problems, and, and he is questionable. Um, so you just got to wait to the news on him. Like It's so weird that he was like a game-time decision, game-time decision. Now he's been out like three weeks. Yeah, and I don't think he's gonna play. I think I changed. I think last episode I said he was. I was thinking he was gonna play, but I now I'm thinking that he's gonna be out again. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday. Yeah, it's Saturday. Getting, he's better not getting his DMs asking why he's not practicing. Oh yeah, oh, yes. yeah, that shit yes. was funny, bro. Yes. Yes. So you better pull up too. <laughs> <laughs> that is that shit was hilarious, bro. That's the that everybody thinking everything's sweet. Like, no, nah, bro. <laughs> I don't care about your fantasy, bro. Don't tweet them, bro. They don't care about your fantasy. I got real problems over here. <laughs> my foot hurt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even walk my dog looking ass. Uh, DJ Dallas and Travis Homer, in that case, they split the targets. I mean, split the carries last week. Travis uh, did get the larger portion, but Dallas ended up getting the touchdown. I think they're both RB3 in the RB3 range if um, Carson is out this week. I completely agree. DK the Gall. Um, Start him. He had a tough matchup last week, and he still did DK things. And he'll have another tough <laughs> matchup this week, and he still probably still do DK things. He just rolled him out there, man. Bro, that dude is. I was so wrong fun. on him, bro. Yeah, bro, he's such a monster, bro. That shit is wow. crazy, bro. Wow. Everybody passed. I pat like everybody passed on him several times too. Yep, he should have yep. been drafted That's... in the first round. I just like, and you know, I was pretty high on him coming out, but it's like somebody always liked him more than me, though. That's what was crazy about it. Like, it's like I didn't have. Both it was like I had one foot in, like because I, you know, I guess I didn't. He was running straight. Listen, bro. I, I didn't. Say, I guess I didn't listen to myself, bro. I was starting to let these outside opinions creep in, but Russell, it's all good, bro. Just but he, Russell and yes, the fucking connection is great, and that's another thing I was I brought up, like, bro, that, that he's the best deep ball passer in the league, bro. So like, literally just fit his skill set from the get go, bro. And now that he's actually developing, bro, like. Sky is the limit. Sky is the limit. 
Yeah, he's a monster, bro. Like, I'd be, scared. I'd be scared. Like, you want me to tackle this nigga? Like, this a wide receiver? You want me to? T- <laughs> yeah. Like, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Um, since the last big game, has had twelve targets, catching eight of them for seventy-three yards and no touchdowns. Um, he'll probably see a lot of Jalen Ramsey, uh, because they have moved moved Jalen Ramsey into the slot. Um, man, I don't. I think you, you, of course you got to roll Tyler Lockett out there, but I think you just um you got to temper your expectations on him now, man. I, I have. Uh, I have. Who are they going against the Rams? Yeah. I haven't, is Jalen Ramsey playing? They don't have Jalen Ramsey. Uh I haven't heard nothing. Yeah, they don't have him like in the, the matchup column. That's not where is Tonio at where the Google? But they yeah, they actually have um Tyler Lockett against Troy Hill. So I, I mean safety, if, though. If, Troy Hill is safety though. That's who they got him matched up against, bro. So I mean, that's I mean, it might be because they might be having to move pieces around. Since I don't know what I didn't I didn't hear about Ramsey getting hurt. Yeah, he's not hurt. He's out there. Yeah. The first thing I popped up it said Jalen Ramsey is expected to cover all Seahawks wide receivers, not just DK Metcalf. Yeah. So I think, but, but nonetheless, they do have Troy Hill on it. So if that is the case, I mean, he becomes a good matchup, and he has been up and down, but he has been bad. Unlucky these last two weeks. He got tackled on the one yard line twice, two times in a row, and then last week he missed him on one. It could have been a great play, but you know, that's how fickle touchdowns are. So I think that you know he's still third in the league amongst receivers in the end zone targets. DK's right behind him with eight. So the touchdown upside is always going to be there, and then the matchup is also pretty good this week if Troy Hill is indeed on him. The secondary is still pretty good for the Rams, though. Don't do, don't don't disrespect it though. I mean, nah, but the sync, the actual individual matchup, who he'll see the most, is pretty good for him. Now, DK wipes people one every week, like loaded. Okay. Yeah, I don't care who start. I don't care who's on the other side. Now, Tyler Lockett is going. He, uh, he didn't, he's not going to make the wide receiver one cut for me this week. He'll be probably outside the top fifteen for me, depending on it. How I look at it. Uh Jared down as like eight this week. Eight and nah. Yeah, seven actually. Oof. You have him as eight. I have I haven't come through it. Jared Goff um threw the ball 61 times last week, only had 10 points. That is so trash. Um he's going up against the literally the worst defense, like the as as far as passing wise in the game. We just Are you not seen. talking about the Falcons? Yes, I'm not. The Falcons actually been looking pretty good over the last couple of weeks. Um, Jer- Josh, the great white hope, just had um, a monster game against them. Um, Jared Goff, man, you got to roll him out there. Just don't fuck us this week, please, bro. I think if he throws the yeah, ball, the, the matchup is just one times against the Seahawks. He's going to have a monster. He's going to have 500 yards. 54 and a half point over under. So it's going to be point scored in this game, man. So. He is a great option this week. I have him in my – definitely have him in my QB1s. Like, let me see. have him – remember, I have him number 10 right now. So, start him. Um, Daryl Henderson is activated again. The Seahawks have been pretty solid against the run lately. Um, but that's only, I think, because they're just getting torched through the air. Um, I think you can still roll Henderson out there as an RB2 this week. You know what I'm saying? He'll probably still get enough volume to, um, to be good for you, and he'll probably get in the end zone. Yeah, he's been the red zone back, so that's that's why I like Henderson. Is it Sunday night football? No, uh-uh. 
Baltimore. Um, uh, the Cup and Robert Woods, they both have wide receiver one ceilings this week, I think. You can roll them both out there. It's interchangeable depending on which one you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Baltimore – oh, that's it, right? I mean um, – I like Higby, but I'm super cool on them tight ends. Yeah, I'm saying both of them guys, but somebody I did want to go back to on his um, Seahawks is Jacob Hollister. He's an interesting name to watch this week. Um, his snap counts has risen to each of the last three games, um, and then last week he led the tight ends in snaps and targets, and he led him a yard. So uh, we, you know, we love we know Wilson loves throwing to his tight ends. But Olsen and Disney haven't been it this year. So if that trend continues, then I think uh, Hollister will be stream, streamer-worthy. So just something to monitor this week. Speaking of tight ends that haven't been it, Mark Andrews, um, the Baltimore Ravens are at the New Orleans, New England Patriots. You got a line? Got a hot line uh, for Baltimore it. is seven-point favorites, and it's a 43-and-a-half-point over-under. I know in that hot line, Blaine. Um, the what do you say it was again? 43 and a half point over under Baltimore, seven point favorites. Brandon Nayuka, Travis Fogel. Oh, where did that come from? Random. Oh, probably go Fogum. Alshon supposed to be back. Rager, I'd probably go. Damn, I'm going Fogum. Thinking about it. Stop saying his name, bro. Why do you keep saying his name? Who? That's Alshon Jeffries. Like, why do you keep doing that? Right. <laughs> it's so, like, what do you mean? When, when he's on the field, he produces, bro. Like, I mean, he uh, misses a lot of games, but when he plays, uh, Wentz targets the guy, bro. Hey, no matter hey. what. Hey. Now, it is a matter what because they got a lot of other options out there Nobody now, bro. Cares. You know what I mean? I think he is going to get involved, but I don't think I don't think Alshon would be fantasy relevant anymore, bro. You stop that right now. I don't think so. Not me personally. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, man, came out and said the defenses are calling his plays out. Did y'all see that interview? Yeah, then the defensive coordinator is like, this is nothing new. We've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> we already know what you're going to run, bro. Sorry. Uh, so he, he came out and said, we just got to change it up, man. Said, what? Anyway, man, what the, what his feet? You got to keep rolling them out there um, just because of that. Um but he's down like low end QB one for me now, bro. Yeah, he's been very disappointing this year, bro. So, I mean, like you touchdown's said, still starting there. him though, but you're just not viewing him the same way. Yeah, touchdowns not there. It's really gross. Um, J.K. Dobbins um, should have a good game this week. He's going up against the Patriots, who's getting up 131 yards on the ground, and I feel like that's what Lamar Jackson is going to have to do this game. They're going to have to run the ball a lot because they're not going to be able to throw against the Patriots. I heard Ingram's back, too. He's yeah, practicing. I'm not. Yeah, uh, I think he's I thought he was expected. doubtful. Nah, he's been I, I think he's questionable now. We just read it. I don't think he is, bro. Go back. Well, um, let me see. We just read it, bro. He's right. questionable. It says questionable? Mm-hmm. He returned to practice Friday, so. If he plays, I think that crowds up that backfield again, oh, and man, I don't want to start any of them. Well, if, if Ingram plays, I don't want to start any of them. But if Ingram don't play, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a good game. Mm, I think him and Gus will be in play if they both – if uh, Ingram misses. I would say both of them, I like, I like Gus and J.K. if Ingram – Up Upside for Dobbins, four for um, Gus if Ingram misses. Um, 
Baltimore wide receivers, I don't think you can trust any of them. Just the lack of volume, and it's not going to like go up against the Patriots. They're only giving up uh, 221 yards um, through the air. Lamar has passed hasn't passed for over 208 yards, but one time, and that was in Week One. That is gross. That's so gross. Um, so that's probably answers the question to where Mark Andrews is at. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not getting the ball. Or you're not catching it, or I don't know what's going on out there. I mean, he's, I want to say he's getting around the same volume as he got last year. He's just not converting touchdowns, I want to say. Like, what is he, uh, how many touchdowns does he have this year? He hasn't scored since week five. So, you know, that'll, that'll make any player look bad. So, I, I mean, you still got to rub Mark Andrews out because who are you going to start over him? Yeah, that is true. It's just, you just need that touchdown. You're just hoping for a touchdown at this point. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. Is really gross. Um, let me see. But also, I also want to mention that he is going against the Patriots, and Bill Belichick doesn't allow like tight ends to do anything. Yeah. So that's also something interesting. He'll probably be like low end tight end. He'll probably be as low as I've ever ranked Mark Andrews before this week. I got him at seven. I don't see it changing too I mean, much for me. I mean, that's probably as low as I've ever ranked Mark. Andrews. Yeah. Good point. Um, on the other side of the ball, Cam Newton will probably have another rough day in the through the air again. So you're hoping for a touchdown, you know what I'm saying? One of the two of those goal line, line touchdowns like he had last week. Um, he's just a borderline QB1 at this point. He's probably in that same Lamar Jackson range, they're like the same person at this point. Mm, I like Lamar more, but I, I definitely would play Lamar or like him a little more because he's younger. I have, I'm just talking about like as far as like stats and everything goes, they're like looking like the same person. Of course, I like Lamar Jackson more than I like Cam Newton. Yeah, I think Cam's floor is way lower than Lamar's, but yeah, I got this game. Uh, I think is I think is I think is um, way lower because he's playing against that Baltimore defense. Yeah, I got Lamar at seven this week and Cam at nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Ooh. The breath. He literally got pulled in one game for looking so bad. Yeah, I think it's. I can't. Like- I can't rank no guy up there and. You know, top twelve, so he like shows a little more consistency. He was top twelve last week. Yeah, he was, and I played him. Like he's like in Q- two QB leagues. Like you, you can roll him out there, but I'm not trusting him in one QB leagues. Oh man, I forgot to sing the song. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. <laughs> Bro, you could have just forgotten. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that, guys. Uh, uh, David Harris left the game last week, um, so I don't know if he's going to be back to play, but either way it goes, um, Baltimore is only allowing 101 yards on the ground per game. Uh, so Rex Burkett being his replacement doesn't change that for me either, so I don't want to start. But I mean, if Damian Harris is out there, I, I guess I would start him just because of volume alone, but it's going to be ugly. Don't Don't have any faith in it. I probably wouldn't start him now that I'm talking myself out to it. Yeah, I, I would just pivot. Um, yeah. I, I, even. I would start. Would you start one of the Miami running backs over Damian Harris? Ooh, no, nah, I might start Damian. Yeah, I probably go Damian Harris over them. These are real life questions because, like, running back situations are gross right now. Right. I know. Yeah, I probably. I mean, if Breida healthy, yeah, I don't know. That's hard, bro. I just, I just got to go off with. This. Which one of the, the would you the Chargers running backs or Damian Harris? Hmm. Charges running back. Pope. Tremaine Pope. Yeah. Now think about it. I probably I probably go with one of the Miami backs too. Whoever healthy, because you never know how how it may go with Damian Harris 
and they got all these running backs they use anyway. For sure. Uh, Jacoby Myers pretty much caught um, all of Cam's throws that were completed. Um, 12 of, tw- of Cam's 27 completions uh, went to Jacoby Myers, but he is expected to be covered by Mark Peters. You got um, got to tip your expectations of, of volume alone. I'm, even with that matchup with the last, even when he was playing Buffalo, he had 10 targets. 10 targets is what he was saying. He did have 10 targets. Um, like I said, I, I, started, I think I got him in like the wide receiver three range. It's just, I can't, what do you got him yeah. in? Yeah, wide receiver three, just because he gonna, he's gonna, definitely going to get that volume. Yeah. Yes. Um, y'all got anything else from that game? I believe that's it. All right, now I, ain't, I don't forget it this time. Are you ready for some football? Hey, Sunday night party! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are at the Chicago Bears. They got a line. We got Minnesota coming in as three point underdogs. No, three point favorites. Forty three point over under. Ooh, low scoring game. Um, so I, I want to call this the Dalvin Cook effect, man. Um, again, in another monster game from Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins only had to throw the ball 20 times. I mean, he, that's, just, that's just what the offense required. Um, this time he's going up against the Bears, who have the seventh best passing defense in the game, I mean, in the league. So I don't think this is going to be the game where – I mean, I think he'll probably throw the ball more than 20 times just because – who did you say is the underdogs? Chicago? Chicago, three-point underdogs. Well, I don't know, man. They might just run the ball. You think Dalvin Cook can have a good game against the Chicago Bears? Of course I think he can have a good game against Chicago Bears. I think he can have a good game against anybody. <laughs> Jinx. Shit. Yeah. I mean, well, he might not have one of those blow-up games, but I mean. He might not have a 200-yard game, bro. He has yeah, but he might yards. still have a really, really, really good game. He <laughs> like, 200 I'm not... yards the last two weeks. I know, bro. So, so yeah. Crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Talk about that guy. <laughs> He's uh, great. Yeah, so sit Kirk Cousins, man. Um, yep. I mentioned this last week. Y'all made fun of me. Um, Adam Thielen. How y'all feel about Adam Thielen this week? 14 targets, eight catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown over the last three weeks. Yeah, that's yeah, he has the big and but like you said, it's the Dalvin Cook effect. So Cook um, effect. yeah, so if they're able to just run the ball, then he's definitely like, you know. He's not going to get the volume he needs to be in that wide receiver one range. I did move him back. I got him ranked at like 19 this week, so I didn't. I didn't think they were going to blow out Detroit last week, so that kind of just skewed my rankings on him. But if they're able, to, I mean, he's and he's still tied for first in end zone targets too. So I think both of the touchdowns went to Irv Smith last week. So yeah, he's always going to have that touchdown upside. So, but I do have him at 19. Um, he got a um, tough matchup against Kyle Fuller this week who just shut Corey Davis out, so that's another thing to mention. And I told you Corey Davis is going to have a good game. Um, yeah, he had a okay game, right? What do you have? Yeah, like um, 11, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah, he had about a week you had. He had about like six, recep- six receptions and like 67 yards or something like that. Well, we don't have to guess. We don't have to guess. He had five catches for 67 yards. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, so I got Adam Thielen probably in, like, a wide receiver three range for me this week, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, Justin Jefferson, I like him more than more than um, 
Thielen just because of his upside, uh, but he's also been affected by the Dalvin Cook effect, only eight targets over the last two weeks. Um, I don't think the volume will come back this game, but he does have a better matchup against Jalen Johnson, graded a 56 by PFF. So I got him probably like closer to the wide receiver two range than I got Thielen. Um, I have uh, – let me see where I have Jefferson. I got him in that – I have him at 27 right now. I have him in that wide receiver low end three range. Mm-hmm. Javar has him at 20. Gabe had 25 right now. Yeah, that's probably that's probably about right. Irv Smith, um, two touchdowns last week, but he did miss practice on Friday with a groin injury. But they do play Monday night, so um, just be on the lookout for news injury news today. Probably after we record, they probably when they drop the. Um, you said Irv Smith had an injury. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if I'm looking to start him anyway. Touchdown the bus, um, especially in this low scoring game. But he seems to be getting the touch the red zone targets when they get down there. If Dalvin Cook is not running it in, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. It was his first week, you know, getting in pay dirt. So I just, I just watch it from the watch him from the sideline for another week. Um, that's all from the Vikings. On the other side of the ball, this is gonna be a very boring game. On the other side of the ball, Nick Foles. Of course, you're not gonna start him. Uh, David Montgomery. I don't think he's clear concussion protocol yet, so he's probably not gonna play. They don't have any running backs out there. Like, who's gonna be Ryan Nall would be the guy. Or Patterson. Pictures. I think it's yeah, be Patterson. gross either way. Yes, um, but he still has time to he still has time to clear it since they do play on Monday night. But you got to have a pivot if you're depending on Montgomery this week. If you're depending on Montgomery at this point, it's gross anyway. I mean, he been he been okay running back nothing. two. If if he's uh, running, back running back two, three four. No, nah, he's ranked fifteen, bro. He's been a running back two. He ain't looking like it. Is he ranked 15? Yeah, he's not looking like it, but he is getting the volume when he's healthy. So with that so said, you gotta you gotta start him. Like he's eight six targets, eight, five, 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 three, like you know, to go along with 19 rushes, 21, 14, 14, 10. Like he's getting 20 opportunities a game. He's no not doing really, he's not doing anything with it, but I mean when you get that much volume, it's kind of hard to sit him. I, I wasn't saying sit him. I just don't. He's not in like him. I don't think. Him, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's not nobody you get excited about. Yeah, hey. I, was saying, I was just saying if you're depending on him at this point, it's probably over for you. That's all I was saying. <laughs> Allen Robinson, um, of course, you're gonna roll him out there. Um, Daryl Mooney, I talked about him a couple episodes ago. Eleven targets last week, man. That was his uh, highest target output. Um, with no running backs out there, possibly with. That and he got the most targets because there were no running backs out there, so Nick Foles could do nothing but throw the ball. Um, if David Montgomery doesn't play, I think that target um, share should be around the same. You know what I mean? Because especially if Dalvin Cook starts running the ball all over him, they're going to have to throw the ball because the clock is going to be eat, eaten up by the Vikings. So um, probably nothing more than like a wide receiver four with some upside. The big play upside is always there. I just. I'm I, I like him. I mean, well, I really don't like him that much. But as a flex player, I can dig it. But uh, as far as dynasty wise, like they got yeah, dynasty wise for sure, I want him. Yeah, they got a little chop up on YouTube where he is wide open, killing corners. But Nick Foles is throwing, is is looking like Mr. Bisky throwing the ball all over the place. So he's getting open and he's looking like a good receiver down the stretch when they get a quarterback. So dynasty wise, 
He shouldn't be still out there on, on free agency, but if he is, you need to get him quick. I agree. Get him cheap too. Yeah, I think it needs to be noted also that uh, Nagy gave up play calling to Laser, I think is the offensive coordinator out there. Mm. So um, it could be a good thing for this these skilled players. So because I, I mean, Nagy, I don't know what he'd be doing out there with his play calling. It's kind of like it's strange, bro. If you watch a Chicago game and you're like, bro. You're trying to be too creative out here, and it's just not working. So it's just not working. Even yeah, hopefully, uh, Anthony Miller had an okay game. He had eight targets too. Yeah. So hopefully, with uh, the, somebody else calling the plays, um, they could get a little joke because they have the playmakers out there, man. It's just you know, no gotta wait and see. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Jimmy Graham. I also like him this week too. Yeah, he's in the streaming category. Uh, that is it, bro. That's the end of Monday night right there. That's it. That's there all. Does it? All right, man. Good luck, everybody, man. Uh, hope y'all win. I know everybody's in these playoff races and shit, bro. Hope y'all win. Unless I'm playing, y'all. I'm gonna hope y'all lose. For sure. We got what? This is two more weeks until the session t- takeover playoff start. Um, yeah, right. Twelve week twelve. Yep. So you got two weeks to week ten, week eleven, man. You got to push, make your final push if you're on the on the cusp. Yes, sir. Uh. That's it, bro. As always, we're going to hurry up and drop this episode. Shout out, Tonio. Peace.